fresh from the CPHVA conference 2018, which was down in Bournemouth. We just got back, it was last week, it was absolutely fantastic. We had a wonderful time and we learned loads. We are looking forward to, in two weeks' time, bringing you a roundup episode, at least one episode, covering the conference, where we're going to bring you interviews with some of the speakers, with some of the delegates, our key take-home messages from the day, as well as some of the things that Jen and I learned. In the meantime, we've got an interview with two of the key speakers at the conference to, for you this week. Uh, that's Dr Andy Mayers and Mark Williams, who spoke to us about their talk on paternal mental health, which was a really interesting topic. We learned loads from them, and I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Stay tuned for the roundup episodes of the conference overall coming in two weeks' time. Thanks very much. And welcome to the I'm a Health Sister podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Amy. And we're recording this one at CPHVA conference in Bournemouth. And we're joined by Dr Andy Myers and Mark Williams, who are going to be doing a speech shortly about paternal mental health. <laughs> I, couldn't quite, I couldn't quite decide if it was paternal or perinatal then. It's like one of the two. Enjoy Probably a bit of both. Um, so thanks so much for joining us, guys. It's oh, thank you. No, that's yeah. all right. We're very lucky. We're getting a bit of a sneak preview oh. of your talk later. Um, so I wonder if we could start by sort of explaining about what brought you into the field, as it were. Yeah, yeah. It started off uh, from personal experience about 14 years ago, really. My boy's nearly 14 now. And... Uh, I didn't know nothing about mental health, I'll be honest with you. I'm from a, a village or a valley called Bridgend, well known for the suicides, unfortunately, uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. I'm a youth worker, still a youth worker, voluntary, but like I said, I was still totally uneducated. But in um, 2004, my wife uh, went on to have an emergency C-section and the doctors came rushing in. And it was said I need to get a baby out. And it was at the first time I actually had a panic attack. Never had a panic attack ever before in my life. Because I honestly thought my wife and baby were going to die in our labour ward, yeah. you know. But it wasn't until my wife went on to have severe post depression. As we know, there's different levels of depression. Mm. To the point where there was crisis team involved, you know, mental health services. And uh, I, like I said, it was a to- it was a d- different world. It's like I was yeah. in this bubble, like, you know. So uh, after giving up work, looking after my wife and baby and my son, Ethan, I didn't initially get overwhelmed and feel love for my son initially, you know. So you start doubting yourself and as a father, you know, thinking, am I good enough? Am I good enough? You know, is my wife uh, depressed because of me? The relationship changes around that time. And um, eventually I was starting to get depressed myself then. And beforehand, I mean, with giving up work, having to become almost full-time carer for your wife and for Ethan, were you offered support at that point by no, sort of wider services? I'd be honest, it was, it was myself really, because obviously I didn't tell anyone how I was feeling because I didn't want to impact on my wife's mental health. I didn't, so my behaviour totally changed around that time. Started drinking more, anger, you know, punching a sofa, busting my hand, started fighting with bouncers because somebody's hit the nail. Yeah, yeah. And my, if my friends are here today, I was a totally different person during that time, you know. Um, but unfortunately, like um, I didn't realise at the time, like a lot of fathers, they got previous history of anxiety, depression and traumas. But I had a disorder called ADHD, which wasn't right. picked up on. So I self-managed that for 30 years and then all this in the mix come in. Yeah. And eventually I was depressed in the postnatal period as well. Like, you know. Right. 
experience. Mm. And it's something we hear so often with mums yeah. who have experienced depression that there has been an underlying condition that they've managed okay and not even realised that they've got. And Absolutely. Also it's true, it does impact, you know, same thing happens for yeah, fathers yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. It's really ringing true with me about the, the traumatic birth as well because um, in practice I've definitely come across lots of dads who've um, witnessed traumatic birth and actually you know, had mental health complications following that. So, you know, PTSD symptoms and things absolutely, like that. Yeah, really, really common following a traumatic birth. And I think I've actually seen PTSD more commonly in dads um, than I have even in yeah. mums, actually. Yeah, um, it overlaps as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose it's a good point to bring you in as well, Andy. Uh, indeed, thank you. And I've known Mark for a number of years. Um, I, I guess my role in this presentation, although it is to talk about some of the research that's being done, um, I also work locally and nationally with campaign and support groups um, to make a real change um, for, for fathers and mothers and, and everything else that works alongside. It just happens that today we're talking about fathers. But you're absolutely right. I think what we've been seeing is that fathers are needing more help um, and haven't been getting that help before that they, you know that we now need to get make sure that they are getting the help and there's another reasons why we need that first of all um, we know that fathers when they see their own partner like Mark did um, go through mental health problems during the perinatal period they have very little information and support about that. What do I actually do? I've never seen my wife like this before. I'm really worried. I don't want to go and ask for help because I'm afraid that my child's going to be taken away. And so they don't need to. Know, they don't know where they can get that support from. And then equally, like what happened with Mark as well, they can also, because of that, or independently. Um, experience their own mental health problems. So I've been doing. So what we're going to be doing in that um, presentation is look at some of the research I've done, speaking to fathers about those two things, about mm. the support that they felt that they were lacking to be able to support their partner, wife, and about the um, support they need for themselves for, for, for their own mental health. But also at the very end of that, and I'm glad that you mentioned birth trauma, um, although I've been doing quite a bit with birth trauma across mothers and fathers, more relevantly here, I have done some work with that because we know that fathers are in that birthing room yeah. so uh, much more than they ever were before. Yeah. So it's not about mm. the fathers witnessing the birth, and that would be silly. What, what, we're thinking, what we're saying is fathers who are witnessing their wives potentially die in front of them, mm. the fathers who are what, potentially witnessing their child mm. die yeah. in front of them, and you're absolutely mm. right. The PTSD is more likely to be common because actually the mother's memory of that is often clouded yeah. because she's been going through that the father is there in the moment and they're often mm. there maybe at the back of the room they're and hearing grandparents more. as well yeah, you've got yeah. to think of grandparents as well yeah. and they're more hearing what those doctors and nurses saying what they're maybe yeah. saying to yeah. each other that the mother would be completely oblivious to and this Absolutely. is what we found and mm. what we were finding is that at that very point where it's suddenly changing going wrong whether it be an unexpected cesarean through to full-on trauma where there's loss of blood potential life-threatening situations i we understand why the father needs to be removed from the room because it's a medical emergency but they're given no information mm. no support and no follow-up yeah. and this is what's wrong because yeah. we know that what they're witnessing 
is potentially contributing to PTSD. It's really well. funny, you know, it, it's ringing a really big bell with me from the point of view of I did children's A&E before I did my health visiting, and one of the big things that came through in research from that was around witness resuscitation. Mm. And if you have a baby or child coming in needing resuscitation, how important it was to give the parents the chance to observe it, mm. but to ensure there was a member of staff with mm. them mm talking them through, explaining everything, being almost their, their go-to person, being the one who they could turn around to and say, I need to get away, or what's going on, what's mm. happening, and things. Yeah. And it feels almost like we need someone in that kind of a role Absolutely. in these situations as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think, as well, I've spoken to a, over 2,000 fathers, because when I set up a support group called Fathers Reaching Out, it was only to support the, the fathers with, or with the partners with post depression. Yeah. But like myself, I didn't realise what I was going through. You know, I no. remember having nightmares, waking up thinking mm. my wife had died, a baby. But also, when you think of it, the biggest killer in men is killing more men than cancer. Yeah. Under 50 is suicide. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of these men are going into other services because we, we're not picking up these. No. We're not even asking dad, you know, how he's, yeah. how he's meant yeah. to have. No. And the World Health Organization, believe it or not, doesn't recommend screening dads, only mums. Really? There's no oh, mention of the word... Fathers on CG one nine two nice guidelines. So there's no pathway of care. So there's no mention in the nice guidelines. Nothing yeah. whatsoever. No fathers. Nothing whatsoever. When we know the biggest killer in men is, in fact, over half a million male suicides globally happen each year, and we're still not screening or have any data or yeah. follow up on that. Especially, that's shocking, in, yeah. especially in men who are typical. I just sounds daft saying typical dad age but it, that is like the biggest it, it yeah. is that age yeah. one thing we know is that um men uh, fathers during the perinatal period who are experiencing um pnd postnatal depression type symptoms are 47 times more likely to be a suicide risk than at any other time Good. this is massive um and you know mark's absolutely right i mean to, to address this thing about nice guidelines mark's got a, a petition out there um so i mean really i support of andy because oh, andy's yeah. really supporting me a lot more <laughs> yeah. in fact he's taking all the more it's great it's fantastic well we I mean, well. I mean one of the things i try to do because i've got a good reach both on social media and the contacts that i have i'm able mm. to get those messages out there yeah. and i do this also as a father of grown-up children yeah. and a grandfather we mentioned grandfathers my own daughter had quite a very difficult experience many years ago, four, almost four years ago. Um, and that, of course, made me feel very worried when she came to give birth again a year yeah. ago that this was going to happen again. And so, you know, these things impact you. It's that powerlessness, isn't it? Yeah. The control. I was just yeah. going to mention Absolutely. control. Yeah. But I think... So if there was, um, if there's obviously there's going to be health visitors listening yeah. to this, oh, yeah. um, you've mentioned your petition. What what ways would you suggest for health visitors? Is there things you would suggest both of you for them to change in yeah. their actual day to day practice? Is there things they can get involved with campaign level? What Definitely. sorts of things? Like you say, we, you know, the services are stretched as it is. Yeah. Totally, I totally understand that. You know, it's not about educating professionals. It's actually educating the family members to look out for signs and symptoms as well. Yeah. All I'll say is is if it's a behaviour change in fathers during the postnatal period or and the antenatal period as well, you know, if he's avoiding situations, you know, he's, he's uh, drinking, anger, you know, those are the typical signs I find in men, mm. you know, they're drinking more than they were, you know, before the baby or pregnancy has yeah. come along, you know. So it's about educating everyone, but really ask a simple question. How are you, Dad? Mm. And ask the hashtag, yeah. how are you, Dad? It can take a five-minute conversation because... 
like anything, you know, especially around suicide, if we don't ask the direct question, mm. that person eventually could potentially go on and take their lives. We mm. need okay. to ask the question. They could yeah. indeed. Well, I, I do. We do have that opportunity yeah. in a new birth yeah. visit, don't we? They're often... Dads are often present in a new birth. And even the antenatal. Yeah, and I mean, the antenatal. We do, I mean, it's one of those things where I think it's something that most health is find difficult managing the antenatal contact. In my area, we've started doing universal group contacts mm. for mm. an antenatal contact. And we're very clear when I'm presenting that. And we yeah. get, yeah, we talk about perinatal mental health because it's not just the depression it's the obtrusive thoughts it's yeah, the obsessive thoughts yeah, it's the anxiety well. it's and the hyperactivity yes. and I always make clear you know, and there's always at least one or two dads with us and I always make clear that it's as important that we're looking at it in them mm. as in the wives and if we're doing a new birth visit and the father is there as well I, I ask both of them about yes. their physical and mental Absolutely. health. Which is very good, yeah. and, I, and I applaud that. So one, one thing I think, because again, this is going to be for health visitors, one, one thing we know is that the time lag between that tr the, the trauma that they've witnessed or the problems that they're going through can often be three to six months. Yeah. So okay. by that time, they're potentially back at work. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I recognise that becomes difficult, but the health visitors could ask the, the, the mother how is dad doing yeah. yeah or we could look at ways in which we can make sure that there's some vigilance so there's some kind of follow-up there's been a birth trauma for instance and we can follow up with yeah. father and this is one of the things not very recently both mark and i were asked by nhs england what would we like to see if there were to be some changes yeah. to father's mental Good health question. and we put that forward yeah. and one of those things was having that vigilance to be able to look out for fathers who've been through this mm. to then maybe have some kind of follow-up whether it be through the gp surgery or whatever it might yeah. be because of course they might not be on their no. health visitors radar yeah. anymore. Exactly. Absolutely. and cause it's that thing where i mean it's it's a, a revelation to us that we now make sure we've got the father's name and date of birth and yeah. things and there's a little template that we can put it on mm. but we don't have a, sort of a record for mm. the father That's unless in, issue, yeah. unless yeah. in extreme circumstances if there's already an identified issue then we do have a record yeah. and father's got it like mother's got a history of depression yeah. anxiety and traumas remember and that's a big red flag of something like me myself i i you know you've got dads with bipolar schizophrenia just about managing that disorder yeah. and then yeah. a baby comes along and we know there's different different levels of transition yeah. into yeah. parenthood there's loads of factors why men and women will get depression no, anxiety around this time as well yeah, yeah absolutely i think it is time we really kind of move into a same sex a, couples yeah yeah I know, exactly we have to have they have to have a record on there because I mean, yeah I, yeah there's many issues and questions i could go into around I think that's a really powerful yeah. message to kind of leave people with, yeah. to, to have that in their minds when they go to the visits and actually... And it's that funny thing where it's like the little things that trigger off and spark off. Because, mm. I mean, I'm thinking, in you know, in my trust, we have a duty health visitor line. And I often say at the new birth visit, you know, that there's the number for it, but pop it in your phone so yeah. that mm. you've got it. Because if you have a worry or a query, you might not be with your red book and things. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm thinking now, actually, I should make sure I say to the dads, pop that, that in your, your phone, phone as well. Probably and just to remind them, that you know, we do look after the family. Yeah. Your parents, I yeah, think it is. Well. And they'll have far better outcomes when you're supporting mum and dad as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it goes on, you know, yeah. don't go in the development of the child and all that stuff. But it does, it has far better outcomes when both mum and dad, because what will happen is up to 50% of dads will have depression looking after a partner with post depression. My argument is if it's only dad who's struggling, well, that'll impact on the mother's mental health of up course. to 50%. And that's where we've got to look at it. And I mean, I'm guessing with you working with NHS mm. um, England, did yeah. you say, and things. 
So are you starting to see recognition? No, are we starting to climb? We, we are. I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. A, a lot yeah. of what happened was so. both Mark and I have been um, appearing quite a lot in in, in national media, so yeah. radio and, and newspapers, and it was on the back of that that NHS England said, "Well, look, you're you're appearing a lot. You're saying all this stuff. What do you want us to do?" And so we told them what Brilliant. we think needs to be done. Fantastic. I think we better so let good. you go because I think no, you've got to go and get my uh, Just to let you know, guys, it'd be great to follow us on International Father's Mental Health Day, which is every Monday after Father's Day. Because, like you said, not every father is happy on Monday. So, International okay. Father's Day, have a Google of uh, myself and Andy, Sounds and fantastic. that's in June. Every June. Every June. Day after Father's Day. The day after Father's and Day. And it's a global concern, guys. Wow. Mm. Like I said, it's not just the UK, it's a global that's concern. That's fantastic. And you've got your hashtag, How Are You Dad? Hashtag, How yeah. Are You Dad as well. Which I love. Brilliant. I think that's brilliant. And so Google, Google that thing. too. Yeah, Google that. Yeah. Yeah. some new yeah. resources. Yeah. And, and we'll link to the all these things in the podcast notes. We always have a blurb in our podcast notes. So, we've got lovely film that you sent us a link to as well anyway we'll put that in we'll put your twitter handle one in. thing i'm going to say as oh, well yeah. as a health visitor uh and you know dr jane hanley she was a health visitor yes, she wrote a book Miller. she's the one actually helped me train me in perinatal mental health so it's actually fantastic. health visitors doing a fantastic job Brilliant. guys fantastic yeah. that's always fantastic. nice to hear <laughs> So if you want to get in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter at IamAHV or you can email us, IamAHealthVisitor at gmail.com. But thanks ever so much for listening. Thank you so much again, Andy and Mark. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I hope to uh, speak to you again soon. Thanks, thanks guys. very much, Thank everybody. You.